Listener Production. Hello and welcome to Willow Talk. Adam Peacock alongside Brad Haddon once again. Hads, how are things? I'm excited. It's getting close to the World Cup. Travis Head in doubt, which throws a spanner into Australia's preparation. But but three one days in India with all the big boys back, Camo's back, Stark's mm. back, Smith's back. So it now feels like preparation for a World Cup. Yeah, and we forget about those last three in South Africa, God, do we? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we are going to review it in uh, this edition of Willow Talk. We'll look ahead to the World Cup and those little twists and turns with Australia's final 15, which is still doesn't have to be confirmed just yet. And then in the second half of the show, we're going to have a chat to Brendan Scott. He's one of the founders of WCG Backyard Cricket, the ultimate backyard cricket setup in the country. I don't know if you've seen much of it, Hads. You're nodding your head because your boys are actually all over it thinking, yep. Dad, why can't we have one of these? Well, this backyard basically looks a mini version of the SCG. Mm. It, it, it's amazing what they've done. My boys following on his, his socials. They said, Dad, can we do this to the backyard? I said, boys, put the mower from three to two with one strip. That's what everyone used to do. <laughs> Watch out for the clothesline. <laughs> Electric wicket keepers, the, the fence. But this is an amazing, amazing yeah. facility. <laughs> yeah, so we'll talk to Brendan about a little bit more about it and they've got an Ashes coming up as well. And later on, we've got our Risers and Fallers. Remember, you can listen to Willow Talk for free on the Listener app. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a rating. If you could leave a review as well, if you feel like it and follow us, it does actually really help. But first up, Australia lose the one-day series. I didn't think this was possible after going 2-0 up and the, the type of cricket we were playing, the type of cricket that South Africa were playing, and it all flipped, though. All flipped. I mean, you look back to the fourth one-day and they just gave it to us. And Heinrich Klaassen, 174 from 83. That was T20 cricket in a 50-over game, like you wouldn't believe. And the rest of it just all crumbled for Australia. Yeah, it's interesting. You, you sit here now and Australia have lost the series 3-2, but... Is it? Did we get enough out of it leading into the World Cup? And mm. and that's the question we've got to look at. We've got to go past the what the result was. Um, There's a few things that were exposed. With probably our death bowling was one. Um, we've seen in the last couple of games where South Africa just took the game away, and that's something we've we've got to get under control leading into the World Cup because your death overs in, in India are going to be the most important one. So Travis Head's fractured his fingers. Does that throw a spinner in the works or does it mm. balance our team up? Does Mitch Marsh go to the top of the order? So I don't think we can look too much about the result of Australia losing. You want to win every series. Do we get enough out of that series to make it beneficial for the World mm. Cup? Yeah, so recapping the fourth one, South Africa by 165, um, thanks to Klaassen's classy knock. Uh, Adam Zampa, he, the old Mick Lewis figures, none for 113. Unfortunately, and uh, Alex Carey was on his way to a century, but unfortunately got caught on 99. It was a fantastic catch as well that got rid of him, and that Travis had fractured finger. And then on Sunday evening, South Africa late acceleration. They were they were in a bit of strife. Yep. We, we had we put the clamps on. We took three quick wickets as well, but in the end they they eked out nine for 315. Then we didn't get close. Marco Jansen came on. He took a couple of wickets, got rid of Davy Warner. Good catch in the gully. Uh, for Macram and then, and then we just didn't get near 193 all out. Mitch Marsh, the only one pretty happy with things with 71. It was just a disintegration from Marnus down in that innings for Australia chasing. Yeah, it was. But if you look at the positives for that for Australia, Mitch Marsh got 71 at the top of the order. Um, that's a good sign because that's where he might find himself 
in this World Cup now with, with Travis Head under that injury cloud. Marnus, mate, he's he's come back. He's come back into calculation for for selection in his final 15. He got 44 at, at number four. Does he make the 15 right now? Well. Or does it all depend on Travis Head and the severity? Yeah, it all, it all depends on, on Travis Head. It, it, it's going to be interesting because – do you go in with someone like Travis Head if he's not available for the first four games? Because you know yeah. the the first few games are so important in a World Cup to get momentum into the, uh, the yeah. back half of the, the tournament. So it, it's an interesting one. Who opens? Does Mitchell Marsh go straight to the top of the order? Mm. Is Cameron Green open? We've seen him do that with some great success in in the IPL and, and 20 for Could you put him three? Well, you could. Oh, I think Steve Smith wants to bat three. Okay. And I, I, I think that's – with head being out, I think Marsh would have been at three. But now if he goes to open, you can put Steve Smith to three. But then four becomes an interesting conversation yeah. because Marnus has thrown his name right back into the mix with his performances in South Africa. It, it's a big call because if you if you go from Smith saying, I'll, I'll play three, not Mitch Marsh, Stephen can accelerate, but Mitch Marsh is on another level when he starts thwacking him around and if he wants to continue the run rate that ideally Australia is set with Head and Warner if they're at the top of the order which is 10 and over but Steve Smith comes in he's more of that steadying influence that was going to be his role was it not as number four so now you've got Smith at three a steadying influence if needed in Marnus at four does it change the dynamic of what you want out of your top order well if you have a look at it if Mitch Marsh goes to the top they're still going to take the game on um, and, and you've got two different styles of play. You've got one shorter guy, you've got a taller guy. Mm. The bowlers there have to start to hit different lengths, and they actually complement each other really well. I, I know mm. Head and Davey have a real good opening partnership. Steve Smith, to me, is a lock-in at three because he's our best player. He, he plays whatever conditions are thrown at him. He can mm. accelerate if he needs to. Um, he can manipulate the ball. Number four is interesting because I, I think we've got to look at it a different way. We don't look at it, okay, Marnus, say, for example, comes mm. in at four. Don't look at him as a number four. Look at his, okay, he's a middle-order player. And depending on the game situation, who comes in? Because mm. you're going to have Glenn Maxwell. You're going to have Marcus Stoinis. You're going to have Carey, who has seen play well at times with the bat in, in South Africa. Green. Green. If he's so in that, that middle order. Don't look at it like, okay, he's a lock at four. If yeah. the game suits, because in India, it's going to be a big part to how you manipulate the spinners in those middle overs. I'd chuck Green at the top of the order if Travis Head's no good. That's what I do. Straight swap. Anyway. Put Green straight to the straight to the top. Put and leave Steve Smith at four. Marsh at three. Yep. Or again, game dependent. If you're none for two hundred odd or something like that, maybe put Steve Smith in there to manipulate the the middle overs. But and then leave Mitch Marsh for the end. But yeah, I, I just I just think it's a like for like, and it, the the three absolute explosive natures of that top three is is going to be handy with a hard ball in India. Well, you're going to have to take the hard ball on, but where it could be one too is how you play the spinners. Yeah. And, and there's a different mindset with it. Australia's record when they start against spin in the middle overs mm. is not great. But if they've got set batsmen in, or yeah. whether Warner's in or Mitch Marshes, and then we can accelerate the game, then you can bring a Maxwell up. But mm. maybe to have a, a Smith and Marnus at, at three and four, they can get off strike. The hardest thing when you start your innings to spin is getting off strike, and that's what those two do better than most in the world. What about Adam Zampa? The, I don't know. These, these last two games, he's, an, he's a fantastic white ball cricketer um, and bowler, but these last two games, South Africa made a point of really going after him, like big style going after him. So does that, I don't know, change his role where he is used 
in the 50 overs for Australia? No, I, I think that they've tried to, as you said, they've, they've taken the attack up to Adam Zampa. He's, we, we went into these games with Agar gone home with one spinner, so they could afford to roll the dice a bit. But Adam Zampa becomes a different beast in India. Yeah. The ball will turn a lot more. He attacks the stumps. So I, I wouldn't read too much into this result. As I said at the start, 3-2, yes, tick. South Africa are one. But we did a couple of things, I think, in this series, planning for the World Cup. And an interesting one was Marcus Stoinis opened the bowling a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So his strength with the new ball is to swing the new ball. So to me, they're giving him an opportunity to say, okay, let's see how he goes for a couple of overs swinging the new ball. Because mm-hmm. at some stage during this World Cup, we're only going to go in with two quicks. Yep. So maybe Marcus Stoinis then is an option to to swing the ball for a couple of overs. Then you've got your two quicks, your two spinners and a couple of all-rounders. So mm-hmm. I think what Australia got out of this was some really good lessons um, that will help us moving forward now all the squads together in India. With India, to split up your 50 overs, do you need six bowlers to split up that 50? Or do you, can you go in with the, the plan of just using five? No, you need options. And that, that option might be, say, when a Travis Head was a couple of overs there. But yeah. if you look at the way the makeup of our team, we're going to have options all, mm. all across the park. You'll have Mitch Marsh in there. You'll have Glenn Maxwell in there. Um, you'll have Marcus Stornish. You'll, you'll have Green. So you're going to have options all over the park. Uh, fielding. I was not, disappointing. Yeah, it was very un-Australian like. Yeah. Call it un-Australian. Here you go. It's un-Australian. <laughs> yeah. Um, in that fifth game in particular, it yeah. some of the work in the deep was yeah less than desirable. Well, that's an attitude thing. The the, the one thing Australian pride themselves on is influence the game with our fielding, and we did influence the game with our fielding, <laughs> but just <laughs> not in the right way, in a negative way. Yeah. But in saying that, a lot of that was some of the guys that won't be playing in the World Cup. So. Mm. That, that that can be a big a big tick for Australia when they get to the World Cup. You, you add Maxwell into that group. You, you add maybe Marnus. You add Steve Smith. All of a sudden, that naturally improves. But what it did do, it, it showed a couple of the other guys mm. that if you're not scoring runs, mm. you can still contribute. You, yeah. International cricket's about finding a way to contribute to the team. And at stages, there was a few players left short in what they delivered in the field. Because the ball ring, I wouldn't imagine, Hads, and you've played there a oh. few times, is not the greatest place in the world to not be on top of your game in the deep. It's not a great place were, to play. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's intimidating. They're close. They're, you could see the atmosphere actually in that, that last yeah. one day. The, the South African crowd were up to it. They were up dancing around. They The rugby about to start yeah. afterwards. So it was, a, it was a big day for South African oh, sport. It was, it was sunny, a few castle lagers, got mm. late in the innings. Mm. I noticed that they put a security guard in that tunnel that they walk up, even yeah. though it's now closed off. Yeah, Merv, Merv, um, Merv can take a tick for that <laughs> one. But yeah, it's What's that an, walk like, yeah. by the way? Mate, you got to do it quick. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, they know a lot about your family <laughs> when you walk up there. So you have little kids just getting um, sniping at you underneath. But yeah, the feeling, yeah, it can be intimidating. But th- th- these are what I was talking about at the start. They're good lessons because mm. India is going to be exactly like that. There's going to be momentum changes in India. And if you're playing India, for example, and the momentum starts to go with the crowd, they bring the crowd in. That's when you got to trust your skill. Give us a story time from, uh, from the bull ring, a story that stands out for you. Something that when I mention bull ring, Joburg, playing against South Africa, Probably full crowd, 75% of them full, if you know what I mean. I would a couple of stories, but yeah. one, an interesting one. And Peter Siddle, when he first started, was lightning quick. He, he yeah. could get 150 Ks. And, and there's a bit of a run-in with him and Dale Stain in Australia just before we went over to South Africa. And, and Sid didn't say 
much about it. And, and Dale Stane came out to bat. Uh, and they, everyone loves Dale Stain in South Africa. Uh, and Sids has gone straight around the wicket. And we're thinking, oh, this is odd. We haven't spoken about that. And just went whoosh, bounced, uh, laid him on his butt, mate. He's standing over him. Oh, no. Then all of a sudden, the crowd was involved in the game. They just jumped. Siddle's going at uh, Stain. We're going, mate, how good is this? The crowd's in. Go harder, Sids. Go harder. Hang on a minute. Surely the top order's not thinking that. Because they now had to come out and face the guy. But what was what I liked about it? He, he didn't tell anyone. The, the other one, interesting one, I remember it um, playing there. We've gone out and had a look at the wicket as everyone does, and there's grass on it, there's um, branches on it. Toss has gone up. Australia one spoke to Ricky Ponting, so we started to put our um, keeping pads on, bowls, put our boots on, and it come up. We're batting, and we went. That's a misprint and punt comes in. Yeah, we're batting. Oh, yep, no, nah, we're keen. He's ready to go. We're thinking, <laughs> what's he done here? He said, he's right to go. We're going, yeah, 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 we're, we're right thinking, oh, no. But his theory was it'll be harder to bat day two. When it gets a bit harder, the wicket, there'll be divots in the wicket uh-uh. and they'll hit that and they'll do a bit more and you'll nick them. Anyway, we got 400. Yeah. So next day, a little bit harder, Nick, shouldn't doubt Ponting. He was 100% right. right. But when we all seen bat in Australia, we went, more cool. Stain. Oh, this is not going to be good. <laughs> With branches on the wicket. I'm still amazed that you you don't take out of that Dale Stain Peter Siddle story that your top order got into SIDS for poking the bear. Mate. You know what I you're mean? You're going to get it anyway. Yeah, I'll tell you another funny one. Trevor Bayless was was coaching England over there and they had, a, they had the Barmy Army. And mm. what they used to do is give players days off during the test match, mm. like the, the players that weren't playing. It's a long yep. tour. And remember Gary Balance? Yeah. So Better. Yeah, he's played for, played for Zimbabwe as well. So they're out there playing and the Barmy Army's going <laughs> off and a couple of players are looked over and there's a bloke in disguise <laughs> and it's got around the room that it was Gary Balance has snuck his day off and sat with the Barmy Army on the drink all day. He come into the change room afterwards and the boys reckon they got a good laugh out of it. Trevor Balance still to this day reckons is one of the funniest things he's seen. He playing. was okay with it? Because well, some coaches wouldn't yeah. have been. Well, he sort of had to be. I, I think there would have been a, a moment. But 10 years on, mate, that's a great story. <laughs> ripper. Absolute ripper. Now, looking ahead to the World Cup. So, it extended 18-man squad for the three matches coming up against India. Acclimatisation matches, basically. So, it's Cummins, Abbott, Kerry, Ellis, Green, Hazelwood, Inglis, Spencer Johnson, Labashane, Marsh, Maxwell, Tanvir Short, Smith, Stark, Stoinis, Warner, Zampa, Travis Head, not in that, returning to Australia to get the hand uh, sorted out, but won't have surgery out for at least the first half of the World Cup. So that's a big consideration that they've got to make. But, I mean, this World Cup, it is 10 matches, semi-final, final. So it's pretty simple format, really. You play everyone once, and then the best four get through to the semi-finals. So they've got to make that call whether or not Travis. Would you? Would you wait if you know that he's going to miss the first four, five? It's a borderline oh, call, isn't it? It's a tough one because you, you have to start these tournaments well. So mm. say you're waiting for Travis Head to, to get right. Oh, Travis will be right game four. Travis will be right game four. And you, you're three and one. Mm. You, your tournament's nearly over. So Australia have got some tough decisions to to make there. Let's hope it's not as serious as as we think and he, he can be back sooner. But this is where the preparation starts. This, mm. this is where the, the World Cup preparation gets serious. Combinations need to start to, to form. They've got... Three games against India, which will be outstanding. Um, then they've got two practice games. And 
And this is where we get a real feel where, where the mm. squad's at. Camo comes back in, Starkey comes back in, Maxwell comes back in, Steve Smith. From the result against South Africa, you're bringing four or five world-class players back in. So yeah. I think South Africa were good to get some answers, what we need. Now this is where our preparation has to be on point. Just on South Africa, do, do you give them a hope over there? Well, recent history says I'll, I'll fall up just short. Um, but if you have a look at the, recent history, yeah, <laughs> not so recent. Well, if you have a look at their team, they've they got yeah. two good spinners. They've they got good quicks. They've got power in the middle order, hmm. uh, and they've got a top order now that's that's doing a good job. So hmm. they've got a good record in India. It's just whether South Africa that they, they always have good teams going in. It's just whether they can get the demons out of their head um, with, with big events. Yeah. And, and as you said, it's not recent history. This is forever. Yeah. So they got, they got a team that can challenge. There's quite a few teams that can challenge. I, I reckon Sri Lanka in these conditions are a dark horse as well to, to be in the semifinal. We'll get to them a bit later on. They actually appear in risers and fallers. And if anyone saw the Asia cup final, you know, which one I'm talking about, <laughs> that they're going to appear in, but these three, you got to like call up, have you as well? Yeah, I've got to go over with Mark Waugh. I've got to call the three one-dayers. Um, you don't have to go, but you want to go because well, you've got the invite. Mate, you've got, yeah. an, you got an invite. You're over there sitting next to, to Mark Waugh. Imagine Ravi will be there. He's always good fun, <laughs> not just at the cricket, but at the bar afterwards. Is he, is he as fun as he sounds? Because he sounds yeah, – he's good fun. He's so full of life yeah. with Generous his commentary. Man. yeah. Because some people, like, they they put on an act. Not an act, but they, they sound like this, you know, yeah. wonderful – yeah. gargantuan personality, then away from it, they'll go home and drink soda water and not see anyone no, for the no, rest no. of the night. Ravi's not like that? That won't happen with Ravi. <laughs> so, no, we, we're Mark and I are uh, in there, in and out in, in seven days. It'll be good. It'll be good mm. to get a look at where the Australians at. You'll start to see a bit more combinations of, of how they're going to play. And India, in their home conditions, you, you'd imagine they're one of the red-hot favourites to be there at the business end. Yeah, Junior would have jumped at a bit of bank for the uh, spring racing carnival hit, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's all for love, Adam, all with, for love. Um, with the commentary team, by the way, I want to know this. Like, who's the one you want to tail to get to the restaurant because you know that they're just going to be treated like absolute royalty? Is it Ravi over in India? Yeah, it's, it's Ravi. It's all the, the Indian commentators. It's the first time I've been in this group. I've done a bit in Sri Lanka. It's the first time I've, I've gone to India uh, with the BCCI to, to commentate. So I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. So the, the three venues as well, Hads, tell us about those um, three venues uh, that we've yeah. got these three games coming up on Friday, Sunday, and when, next Wednesday, all games, beautiful time slot yeah. for us, 6pm Eastern. Yeah, you got Mahali. I was lucky enough to coach, be coaching the IPL, Indoor and Rajcock. So three different venues that I think won't be used in, uh, I think a lot of them in the World Cup. Um, so yeah, it's, we'll see what happens with that three uh, three match series. And then we play Pakistan. And then we play Netherlands, just as the <laughs> it's interesting, interesting way to, to to prepare. You you've got India, huge huge nation, and then you've locked in one against the Netherlands uh, before, just for a bit of centre wicket practice. Well, I, I like the Netherlands are qualified. Yeah. They, they beat the the West Indies. They beat Zimbabwe in the in the qualifying tournaments in Zimbabwe. So they, they deserve the the right to be in the tournament. They, they've consistently got better and better over the the last few years and more exposure they've got in in these big events. Do I think they'll win a game? Maybe. I, I, I think mm. they will. I, I think they'll upset someone uh, along the way. But it, it's a big tick for, for countries like that to be playing in mm. a World Cup qualifying first and foremost, but then have the opportunity to play against a, a Australia in a warm-up game and and just get used to what standard that they need to do need to be at to, to be competitive. Now, we're back in a second on Willow Tour. We're going to talk some backyard cricket. 
It's that time of year again. Not only we're watching the professionals in our own backyard, but backyard cricket is firing up all around the country. And here on Willow Talk, we're going to talk to an expert in the matter because uh, he's part of a crew that has set up one of the best backyard cricket operations going around, Hads. I don't know if you've seen it on uh, on YouTube. They, they do all their events on YouTube. They're heavy on social media as well. Brennan Scott from WCG Backyard Cricket has joined us today on Willow Talk. Mate, thanks for joining us. Yep, we've got a World Cup on the horizon, but you've got some big things happening in the little pocket of Southwest Sydney. We do, mate. Thanks for having us on. All good. Yeah, well, it's an idea that started in 2016 by accident, really. We had another mate that lived at another friend's house. Hmm. He got kicked out, and so we were like, well, what are we going to do? And Matt said he's got it sorted out. And so he got us over, marked out the pitch, and the WCG was born. So you're in a rental, I understand. Matt is, yeah. Yeah, he is. So Matt, how many of you in the crew? Uh, well, it's, I guess, myself and Matt were business partners, but there's probably, yeah. I mean, he's the only one that lives there. Yep. But there's upwards of probably 50, 50 of us that are involved oh, yeah. in one way, shape or another, yeah. Yeah, good. Just explain to us because it's gone past just putting the mower down an extra level, um, mowing your strip in your back backyard, <laughs> get, dodging around the, the dog poo. Explain exactly <laughs> what you've done. Well, uh, uh, Matt's kind of real meticulous when it comes to that sort of stuff. So, you know, we, we're both, we both love the game. So yeah. we've tried to recreate as much as what you see on the out outdoor cricket, in real cricket. Yeah. So, you know, good strip, lines down, uh, sponsors on the stumps, sponsors on the fence. <laughs> And kind of that kind of attracted some eyeballs with that kind of stuff as well. So it kind of got us some sponsorships inadvertently and, yeah, it's, it's grown from there. It's, yeah, it's great. It's a perfect setup because it's, it's not a big yard. It's not like you're on acreage. Mm. It's in the middle of suburbia. But it, every little bit of space has been used in this little backyard. Yeah, I remember it was oh, maybe five years before even we put the, the WCGs that is now together. We tried to go long ways. So we, had, we were running out of the kitchen. And that, that obviously lasted one night on, on the drink, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That lasted one night. Then a few years went and then, yeah, as I said, Matt kind of went, I've got it sorted. I said, how are we going to do it in there? And he went diagonal and we marked a few things out and run-ups, right, it's only going to be two metres and that. But we went, all right, we're on. To play your game, if you could pick the the ultimate team, say you could have on your team, what players would you pick? Is like it, so keep it on the deck rather than big bashes because if you hit it out, hit it out of um, the ground, it's, it's just out. It's not six and out. So yeah. we want to promote trying to keep it on the deck because you don't want um you don't want windows oh, broken. <laughs> <laughs> Six yeah. and out, controversial band, yeah. controversial rule. <laughs> it's not too late, Hads. Not it's, too late. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd, I I wouldn't be that good there, but that that means you're looking for more of a the old style test player like Ricky Ponning. I mean, you can. We've put the nets. We've got nets up to kind of help with that because obviously the fences are only a wee bit high. So we've gone about ten feet. So you got a little bit to play with. So you got but, the traditional suburban fence, yeah. With these, you got big, the colour bond and, and you got the, the wood fence, yeah. And you got these big ass nets up just to catch everything else. Yeah. So it hits those nets at six. Yeah. If it falls back in the field of play at six, yeah. Okay, you can't be out. No, yeah, you run no. through a couple of the rules here because every backyard. I want to pick your mm. brain hats about the things that you like or don't like about backyard. We've we've all got our little idiosyncrasies when it comes to this kind of thing, but you're doing it properly. So <laughs> what are your rules? Well, our rules, are, we pretty much try to recreate, as I said, as much as we can outdoor but I guess you've got one hand off the clothesline you've got one hand if it hits if it hits the house next door or hits the roof and comes back into the field of play then you've got to catch it one hand otherwise it's six and out uh no, yeah well yeah it's it's if you catch it one hand it's out yeah. if you don't catch it one hand, you catch it two hand or you drop it it's six okay and pretty much everything else is really 
stock standard wiki yeah. or electric wiki electric wiki you okay but, yeah, how but far it's a net it's another net behind yeah. it oh so it hits the net it's out no matter yeah. what yeah how this is always the controversial one with electric wiki oh, oh, how how far down can the wiki get because there's some, you know, some people have a little line drawn on it if it's like in front of a fence. <laughs> there has or... been some controversial decisions, as you can imagine. But um, <laughs> look, if it hits the net, it's out. It's more the tickle down leg side. That's yeah, the one that gets, yeah. particularly Matt, he's a sucker for it. Yeah. What is usually a great shot to find leg. Yeah. Does he rub his bum? Like, oh, uh, oh nah, that's come yeah. off him. <laughs> nah, he just gets the shits and throws it back straight away. The uh, number of times a little tickle down leg side mm. in backyard cricket for the electric wiki is, there is no way that keeper is getting that. Yeah. But you're probably sticking up for keepers here saying, no. oh, I would have got that. I did it in my first test, 100. Well, I remember playing it, oh, my second test, uh, 100, at Cardiff. I, I nicked uh, Paul Collingwood down leg side yeah. and there's a little noise. I was about 90. And I said, oh, bugger, Brad, hit the ball, hit the ball. I hit it. I was just trying to convince them not to go upstairs and they didn't go upstairs. And I remember Colin would come and pass. He goes, geez, I thought you hit that. I said, oh, just come off, just pick my big ass. Oh, you didn't say even after? Because that would rub it in even more, wouldn't it? So, yeah, I actually did hit it. No, I didn't say it. It's, it's one of the more controversial ones. What about some of the other ones? Like, so you've got proper stumps. There's no bins involved. No. Nah. And right. a human has to catch it. It can't well, be some part of a, another a, thing line. Around. On Australia Day, we do have a, the wheelie bin because yep. – so our, our yep. formats, we do Matt's 11 versus Brendan's 11 for test matches. It's usually a three-test series. And then on Australia Day, we have the Australia Day T20 Big Bash, which is just 20 deliveries. <laughs> so it's our kind of version of – so it's 20 deliveries. So you it's can only, rip into the piss a bit quicker. Yeah, yeah. 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 But it's so. more, <laughs> it's more um, like a tournament play. So it's teams of three rather than teams of ten. Yeah. So it's teams of three, short, sharp games, and you've got group stage, quarterfinal, semifinal, final. Sledging? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting closer. Yeah. My batty mightn't be good. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's sledging and drinking beer with a bit of cricket involved. Yeah, okay. It, all of this, going back to how it, it formed, this sounds like a prototypical down the pub or on a boys' weekend away, let's do this. Nah, we won't. And usually the enthusiasm wanes off. The conception of this was done over a couple of beers, was it? Uh, I, I dare say. Um, Rum might have been involved. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of us are just, we're all former – you know, you get down the pub and oh, I used to do – I used to play yeah, this. Yeah. My, my ones, I played with Steve Smith in a school um, – in a school carnival way back, so I'm always dropping that when I'm on the drink. What's he like that. then? Um, oh, he was 18. We all knew he was a superstar. He was quiet. He was actually a quiet kid. Yeah. But, yeah, it, he was – Shadow batting at 2 a.m. still? <laughs> <Was he? laughs> no, there was none of that. He was just out in the middle just scoring tons for fun. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. as he's doing now. But, yeah, I think uh, just a few yesterday's heroes just sitting around the pub going, oh, this and that, this and that, and then, yeah. It's good. It's competitive. Like, yeah. it, because a lot of us don't play competitive sport anymore, this yeah. has now become our competitive outlet. Hamstrings? Calves? No, usually pretty good. Good? Usually it's pretty good. Well, you've got nowhere to run. Maybe yeah. a couple hey, of quick singles. But it does more, not matter. It's more the quick singles and yeah. trying to stop yourself on the colour bond fence <laughs> and pushing it in and getting cut. There's been a few of those. But no, Stitches. hammies and you usually go off if you're feeling a bit tired. So take us through the schedule. Do you play every weekend through summer or kind of you've got to have family no, time? You mix yeah, it once, once a month from about, I'd say about October. Oh, oh September, October. Depending. So now as, as we sit here and record this early September, it's – prime pitch readiness yeah. time, is it? We're starting the- a bit later because um, I guess we'll, we'll touch on it, but the, our next opponents are coming in November. Yep. That was the only time they can get over here. So, mm. yeah, we're starting a bit later. But And who are they? They'd be uh, Backyard Cricket England. Yeah. In the, in the Backyard Ashes. So what's the Ashes format? How the uh, – we try and 
uh, molded on how the the female ashes is the women's ashes oh, so yeah. on uh-huh. a, on a point system yeah just so it kind of keeps the tournament alive obviously they're not going to get Eddie for five weeks you can't have five test matches it'd be nice but yeah. <laughs> yeah so we on the Friday will be the test match six points then we play two t20s on the Sunday 20 over matches sorry on the Saturday worth four points each and then was it three five over matches worth five points each so there's 14 points up for grabs in the first four ma- three matches. And so the tournament's still alive mm. if you haven't won either of them. There's 15 points on offer after that. So And they're, they're bringing out a new Basball style? Have they got a new style English? <laughs> they go, look, they've tried to mimic a lot of our stuff in what they do, but they can only play – they only play in like rented tennis courts and that. So the bounce is pretty even. Yeah. I think they're in for a rude shock because or they're at the walk. inconsistent. Yeah. Surface. So it's a bit – it's a lot different. So It's a pitch – like, yeah, you've got all the equipment to make a proper pitch, mm. except maybe for the heavy roller. I think the – yeah, I think the bounce is going what's going to get them. Yeah, but they do. They they play the same kind of the same distance in the pitch and whatnot. So they'll be handy. Mm. A lot of their a lot of their better players couldn't get over here. So which is a so shame. Oh, so, so they're making excuses already. already. Yeah, you know yeah. what? This is starting to mirror. Actually, you know what? Fair credit to them. They're not. They're still they're still arrogant as ever. But I think they're in for a rude shock. <laughs> How do you find out of I don't know? Was it sixty million people live in the United Kingdom? How do you find? How many coming out? 11, 12? Uh, 10, just 10. 10. How do you find, find 10 poms to come over and play backyard career? Have they got a squad over there? Yeah, or well, I guess they find us. They, we had a Kiwi side out here in 2019 just before COVID. Yeah. So off the back of that series, that kind of went gangbusters on YouTube and whatnot. And they were scheduled to come out in 2020, but obviously COVID put a stop to that. So this has been kind of four years in the making. So oh, they, wow. I guess they kind of looked, watched our stuff. They're just a group of mates that play cricket and have brought other people in as well. Yeah, cool. Yeah. What about we we heard during the recent ashes after the Johnny Bearstow incident the the lunchroom at Lords got a bit bit heated. Do you separate each other for a drink after? Like where do you sit? You're going to go into there. Don't worry, room? Pay, payback's coming. Yeah, payback's that's, coming. That's what we want. I think the hot the hot Australian <laughs> sun. Um, it's going to be a hot summer. They're in the cauldron. How good. They're, they're, they're walking in the I'm liking it. How yeah. good. How good. Um, neighbours okay with all of this? Neighbours are fine. Surprise. We haven't broken a window. Touch wood in the eight. We're going into our ninth year now. And you use a tennis ball, yeah? Tape tennis ball, yeah. So, oh, we, yeah, oh. so we'd use the full tape. You've got an option of a full tape and a half tape, obviously with a swing for the, for the yeah. half tape. So white for um, coloured clothing cricket yeah. and uh, red for test cricket. How intense does it get? Like, will, will it be like the series is all locked up? Is it game on in the last test if it's yeah. your last game? It's game on. We, we, we've got a quite a multicultural group. Yep. So there's, um, and we, you know, we're from Southwest Sydney. So yeah, yeah there's a few hotheads amongst us. So yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's on. And, and who's going to, who's going to be right in the middle of it when it's on? Uh, oh, you've got probably the old Basher brothers. I like them now. Yeah. The old Basher <laughs> brothers, they're always on opposite sides just so they can go at each other. Um, you know, Matt, when a call doesn't go his way, he's, he's known to blow up. Um, but there's a few, yeah. Well, you blow up in unison, I reckon. Yeah. Just and, as you do outdoors. And if you cross the line, you, you, you got to go and see the uh, match referee. You've got a match referee. Oh, no, no, no. Adam would be great for that. <laughs> no, no, no. No match referee. <laughs> no match referee. Anything goes. No match oh, referee. What you with no match referee? You just, you if just, I can keep the ball on the ground, I'm a chance. <laughs> you just leave him alone and let him have a beer and a durry and calm down. That's about Perfect. it. <laughs> oh, my mind's just exploded with the thought of what Brad Haddon would have said to Batsman um, throughout his career if there was no such yeah. thing as a match referee. <laughs> and no stump mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I've been hearing good. some of your stories on um, – on the podcast, play nice. Yeah, no, but more to come to more, more to come <laughs> to. Well, mate, what do you hope for? Um, so you, you play all the way through to say March. Do yeah, you? so we play. Yeah, once. So it's once a month usually, and we'll go from yeah, September to about February, ideally, depending yep. on weather. If you get rained out, and we might have to push it back a week off. There's a wedding on, or just something's 
makes a few blokes unavailable, a few yeah. key players unavailable, yeah. then we'll look at it and go, yeah. So about April, uh, sorry, Feb, March. So tell us how we stay uh, across it on social media and YouTube as well. You've got all the, the big So yeah, WCG Backyard Cricket on all socials. So um, yeah. YouTube, Instagram, uh, Facebook, TikTok pretty much. And mm. yeah, big summer ahead. Absolutely. I, I'm just, my, I'm just, my mind's been ticking. Yeah. Um, I, I would like a Willow Talk team because we, we've had a bit of intel done on Adam when he was young <laughs> and he was a bat thrower. Yeah. yeah. So we got the nets up, so I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> if, if we can find a couple more players, we might be able to give you a warm up match. Just to Sam. Yeah. And just to see if we can get Adam just over that hump where he loses. Well, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if the bat sponsor, we've got a couple of bat sponsors we've had down the years, but JP Gavin are on board this year. Yep. Um, so I wonder if that's either a good thing or a bad thing. No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll bring my own, all right, so I won't feel guilty to JP. <laughs> um, lefties as well, does it suit lefties? It will now. We usually we've got the smaller fence that, no, not really before, but now we're going to put a net up because, mm. as we're talking about, there have been bats that, you know, slip out of hands and whatnot, so we are going to get a net up there. So now it will be conducive for lefties, but it usually wasn't. What about a lefty who never hit full of square with a late cutter? If you're hoiking a cow corner, you're all right. <laughs> yeah, all right, good. Yeah. Good. Low cow, <laughs> low cow corner. with it three streets away. <laughs> um, Brendan, thanks so much for dropping by, mate. Good luck with the summer. We'll stay across it as well, all those socials and on YouTube. And, um, yeah, beat the palms. Thanks for having no, us no, on, guys. No, no, no. Embarrassed the points. <laughs> we're not worried about beating them well played. We want them embarrassed well, with tails between their legs sooking yeah, on the plot. Just plot. quickly before we're done, we've got we, – I forgot to mention that a week later, the Kiwi boys are coming back over for what we're dubbing the Backyard Cricket World Cup. Yeah. So hopefully we can knock it off twice in a week. Yeah. Yorker first up. And <laughs> <it's weird>. Without <laughs> this stupid rule that they tried to introduce as well. Yeah, the they, uh, they tried to bring in – when they were here in 2019, they tried to bring in one hand, one bounce – that Dumbest is, rule. That is pseudo cricket, cricket rubbish. <laughs> pseudo cricket like it's, rubbish. Like it's the essence of the game to keep the ball on the deck, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Exactly. So. Exactly. Mate, thanks again. Thanks, Cam. Thank you. Thank thanks you. for having us. Cheers. Love your backyard cricket. Everyone loves backyard cricket and bring on summer. Risers and fallers hads to end this episode of Willow Talk. Riser, Harry Brook, he's in for Jason Roy, who's been taken out of the 15. Uh, Roy didn't play the one-day series against New Zealand with back spasms, but they found a spot. It was a controversial selection at the time for Harry Brook because Ben Stokes was accommodated, of course. But they had to get this bloke in, surely. Well, he, he's world-class. I, I think in the end, common sense has prevailed. Um, they, they said in the release, um, Roy's got back spasms. It's a long wait to the World Cup. <laughs> this is a long back spasm. But oh, I think it's a bit of form. And, and yeah. Harry Brook, he, he's one of those players that can actually – win your World Cup. Mm. Um, we've seen the way he's played in the test matches. And, and it gives now England some really scary options because Harry Brook can bat at five where Butler's been batting. So mm. does Butler then go up to the top of the order where in India, oh, my gosh, he can be dangerous there. We've seen mm. in the IPL. So they've got a powerful team with, with their batting and Harry Brook just adds to that. Another riser I've got for you, Ads, Andrew Flintoff. Back scene uh, in public last week. He was for that uh, one-day series against New Zealand. Off the scene, away from the public eye for nine months after a horrific crash on the set of Top Gear. And you saw, like if you've seen the photos, he's got some uh, memories of those, unfortunately, on his face at the moment. Still recovering. I mean psychologically it would have been the, the big thing to to recover, but it was it was great to see. And it kind of came out of nowhere. Like there was no announcement that he's going to do it. It was just like, oh, wow, Andrew Flintoff's there in the warm-up for, for England. So that was that was a great scene because he's got the universal respect um, of everyone. He, he's just got a presence all around the world. And, and it's great what Matthew Mott and, and Jos Butler have done mm. to, to get him involved. He's obviously had a tough time with 
what what's gone on from Top Gear. And he's been, as you said, nine months away from the public eye to to be around a familiar face and and also let the UK see that yeah. that Andrew Flintoff's okay because mate, he's such a personality. He's good fun to have around mm. and leading into a World Cup. Just to have him there for a week, mm. mate, give the boys a bit of laugh, put things in perspective as as well, that sport yeah. and, and things can be taken away from you so quick. So um, well done to the English uh, cricket team for for getting Andrew Flintoff involved. Yeah, it's he's one of those characters that, I mean, ordinarily a, a hero of an Ashes campaign to, to rip an Ashes away from Australia would be seen as, oh, that guy. But Freddie, like after what he did in 05, that didn't diminish. If anything, it heightened his appeal here in Australia about what kind of guy he was. It helped that he came out here and did some big yeah. bash and he's been on Australian TV as well. But he's a pretty gregarious character. This would have knocked him around, but I don't know how much you had to do with him in your playing days, Hads. But, well, yeah, yeah he's, I was petrified at the other <laughs> end. <laughs> Mate, Freddie looked like he just saved his whole career for when an Ashes was on. And, and I think why Australian were drawn so much to him is he played the game a lot like we did. Yeah. Um, mate, he was out on the field. He was vicious. Uh, he could bowl 150 k's. He he could get out some di- in different ways. But if he if he got, mm. went off, he, he'd win the game. So I, I think we've seen a lot of Australia mm. in Flintoff. So yeah, it was good to see him. So facing him was no fun at all. Oh. What was it? The trajectory of the ball, mate. It was, was it, it was just how heavy the ball was. He, heavy. He, he could see him feeling and coming to a sort of. Late in the day, he's going downhill, and, and I was just thinking he's waiting for the night. But then he'd run off, get three cans of Red Bull, and his eyes, and you just think, oh no, I've got about, <laughs> <laughs> I've got an hour here to start. I remember one game at Lords, he he terrorized Michael Clark and I. He, yeah. he just under the arm, we got through. Then he got tired at the back end of the day, yeah. and we started to get a little bit back. Yeah. We got a bit back, kept the, and the umpire goes, bad light, come off. He said, it's dangerous. We walked past the umpire on the way. I said, mate, he was dangerous two and a half hours ago. <laughs> now he's tired, but no one feels any fear. So, uh, no, he's a great competitor. Fallers. I got. I mean, Sammy's put this one here, but it stands out. It's got a red light on it. Uh, Sri Lanka in the Asia Cup final. I got bowled out for 50 inside 16 overs. At one stage, there were six for 12. They were lucky to get that far. And India got the runs in 37 balls. Yikes. Uh, Here's one for you. Yeah, that's a discrepancy between in class. I think Sri Lanka will make the semi-finals of the World Cup. What? That's like fine cotton areas if you know you've horse racing. Well, used, but before history. this, that they'd won 13 games in a row. So mm. they they've won 13 of their last 14 games. Obviously, this was a well. That should count as 10 losses. Well, maybe, but I, I tell you what, they've got a team that can cause an upsets at World Cup. They're, they're playing with mm. a lot of confidence. They're enjoying each other's company. They've got match winners. In Thikshana and Hasaranga. Obviously, the India have come done up in the final, but <laughs> done a number on them. <laughs> don't be surprised if Sri Lanka and there are thereabouts with the semis. Um, and Pakistan actually, um, they copped it in the, the semi final against India as well. There was about, what was it, 220 odd runs in between the two? Yes. <laughs> what? what I find funny in that game, they changed the rules. Yeah, to carry on. <laughs> so it wasn't like, oh, it's rain today. We've got the reserve day. We start again. Well, there wasn't a reserve day. Yeah, it was a two-day match. They they decided, <laughs> well, we need to get these two on because there's so many eyes watching this game. So that, that just, just shows the power of the BCCI with the, if they want something done and India and Pakistan would have had a lot of eyeballs, there's different rules. Yeah, and Pakistan, um, unfortunately, 
Nassim Shah, probably their best bowler, you'd say, yep. along with Afridi, going to miss the World Cup. So it's a mortal blow to their chances. Yeah, it is. But the, the interesting thing about Pakistan cricket, they could pull anyone out here. They, so they're the opposite of South Africa, yeah. really. You think it's all gone to pot and then they yeah. all of a sudden. All, all of a sudden, the, the guy comes in we've never heard of. He, he bowls 145K <laughs> outswingers. Ralph's a perfect example. Yeah, yeah. Ralph wasn't getting picked in the Pakistan team to the Melbourne Stars recognised him. Then all of a sudden they went, Hang on a minute. This guy bowls 150 Ks. <laughs> he can reverse swing the boys great at the depth. Let's put him in the Pakistan team. So don't be surprised if they um, find another extremely talented fast bowler for this World Cup. Hads, that's us for this episode of Willow Talk. I'm off to look at the backyard to improve it for the summer ahead. I'm sure you are too. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go home with the boys and I'm, I'm going to get a little wicket done. I'm going to get something done. We'll be back later in the week. <laughs>